Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Great job, Madame. Thank you very much indeed. Well, it's been quite a weekend, hasn't it? Royal wedding and all that. I don't know about you, but I'm exhausted. Ah, You've all seen the preacher that caused quite a stir. I need to ask you whether you've seen the bloke sitting behind him during the sermon. There's quite a lot of parallels, isn't there, going on around the world, isn't there? People preaching their hearts out and people just staring emptily into space as if nothing interesting or exciting is being said. Which one are you this morning? Just throw it out there, just because I can. And uh, my, um, my respect... Uh, not that it needed to go up anymore, but my respect for Justin Welby uh, went up another notch yesterday. Uh, you will know that he is behind the Thy Kingdom Come, getting churches praying, praying particularly that people would come uh, to faith. One of the key kind of tools or uh, uh, journeys is to think of five people uh, that the Lord would lay on your heart that you would pray, that would come to know Jesus. And if God's laid those people on your heart to pray, as Justin Welby would say, he's given you ears, so make sure you listen to them. And he's given you a mouth, so make sure uh, you talk to them as well. But my um, respect for him went up yesterday. He, He did that royal wedding, which must have been quite a scary gig for any person uh, to do. Even the most seasoned of uh, vicars would have found that moment a little intense. And in fact, if you watch carefully, you will see his hands and his paper shaking as he, as he reads. And uh, I think we all would have had hands that were shaking in that moment. But then just hours later, um, we were in St. Albans Cathedral, uh, and he was there, Justin Welby, having just quietly slipped out, excused himself from the biggest, most important party on the planet that day. Uh, That's how confident he is of his own identity. And he spoke about identity. He got up and he spoke from his heart. He just chatted away like I'm chatting to you now. And the richness of his sense of knowing Jesus was profound. And as a result, hundreds of people gave their lives to Jesus last night in St. Albans Cathedral. And it's a remarkable thing, isn't it? So that was more exciting in a way than what happened at the wedding. And, uh, and I think uh, on the balance of uh, his reflection on the day, he would have been happier about that than he was about the wedding. Not that he was unhappy about the wedding. I'm not implying anything like that. Please don't start sending me letters or tweeting that somehow I'm... Um, <laughs> We're in chapter 11 of Mark. Let's go there before I totally say things that I I shouldn't be saying. Um, Let's get it open in front of us. There are a few stories there, and we're in this journey plowing our way through the shortest and simplest gospel about Jesus, the shortest and simple good news about Jesus. Imagine if we'd done a long and complicated one. How long would that take us? So we're in the short and simple one. This is the Peter and Jane version, or the Chip and Biff and Kipper version, depending on which generation you are in. Chapter 11, the mood changes. Dun, dun, dun. Changes for two reasons. One, it changes because uh, Jesus has been quite coy about who he is. You know, he's been, uh, you're the Messiah, aren't you? Mm, 
He's kind of said, let's make you king. Mm, not really sure. I'm going to run away and hide. He's tried to kind of avoid some of the direct questions. But now here in Mark chapter 11, what has been covert suddenly becomes Overt, what he has tried in some measure to hide, although you can't really raise uh, uh, people back to life and you can't really get people that can't walk walking again without causing some kind of a stir. So Jesus appreciated that a stir was kind of inevitable, but he didn't want to be known as a miracle worker. His mission and his purpose and his message was so much bigger and so much greater than that. He didn't want people to get sidetracked. And that's what we often do, don't we? There's a little thing over here that we get sidetracked on and there's this big, massive thing here that God's doing and if we're not careful we miss it people are the same the world over and so he'd been a little shy if you like about who he really was although there were clues on every page and the people that were bold towards him like the Pharisees and the scribes he was pretty bold back and told them a few things along the way that would make your average Christian feel a bit uncomfortable because we're supposed to be good polite people and Jesus wasn't always that polite although he was always good so that's why the mood changes, number one. The second reason the mood changes is the pace slows right down. Mark's taken ten chapters to do three years, and now he's going to take six chapters to do one week. In fact, he's going to do three chapters on just the last 24 hours. So we're zooming right in to what the reader, the first-time reader, we know it all, of course, but the first-time reader would be sensing all the time something is coming. There are these illusions all over the place, nods and winks to something more important that's coming that's not quite revealed, and suddenly in this moment, it all seems to be happening. So if it was a drama, the background music would be making background music type of sounds. Background music type of sounds, what would they be like? I don't know. Uh, Dramatic music, pregnant pauses, all of that stuff. And so it begins, chapter 11, and something quite strange happens. Jesus, who's always walked everywhere, suddenly decides he needs some transport. A donkey, no less. An Aston Martin, we might have understood. But as he goes into Jerusalem, he decides that this last leg, uh, he can't make it, he's too tired. No, none of it. He wants a donkey. Specifically, he wants a donkey. And you will notice, by the way, those first verses unfold about go into the city, get a donkey. If the people 